listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Thanks for joining us for Fully Alive, the radio program of the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity for the Archdiocese of Chicago. This is Ryan Lentz, your host. And uh, we're shifting gears a little bit for the second half of the show. Um, As we enter the month of April, uh, we have uh, the 50th anniversary of Earth Day coming up. And uh, there had obviously been a lot of uh, major uh, events and celebrations uh, planned to um, to mark that occasion, but uh, those are going to look a little bit different this year. Um, and to join us to talk a little bit about Care for God's Creation and Earth Day, um, we have two sisters of St. Joseph with us. We have Sister Pat Bergen and we have Sister Kathy Sherman. Good morning to both of you. Good morning to you, Ryan. Thanks so much for, for being with us. First of all, how are the, the two of you holding up in the midst of everything going on with COVID-19 and, and the shelter in place that we're all experiencing? Well, actually... Oh, think... oh go ahead, Pat. <laughs> oh, we're actually doing pretty well. We've had many Zoom prayers, Zoom community sharing the state of the heart to help people name what's going on and move from fear, to comfort, to call it, uh, to consolation, to sending their love out. Yes, and just to, to add to, the, to that, Ryan, um, one of the things that's been a little difficult for, uh, for us as Sisters of St. Joseph is usually we would be out there on the front line, and, and so we're not really able to do that in exactly the same way right now, but... Um, but we have found ways, as Pat mentioned, we've been offering these morning and prayer, morning and afternoon prayer sessions online with Zoom on a Zoom conference. And last week we made uh, uh, sandwiches for the homeless for the for the shelter in uh, at Quinn Center in Maywood. So we we try to find ways that we can continue to minister even in these difficult times. Yeah, yeah. For the first part of our show, we were uh, talking um, with Noreen Russo from Catholic Charities. She's also involved with an initiative that's happening up in Wilmette with uh, Saints Joseph and, and Francis Xavier, where they've they've done this whole virtual accompaniment mis- ministry that is about mm. you know reaching out to elders and and people um, who are isolated and you know and talking before and, and just hearing you all talk too. It's like I think it's. It's it's such a wonderful and powerful reminder of the importance of community and especially a yes. faith community in our lives. And when Absolutely. when this when kind of the sense of normal uh, gets taken away, my goodness, don't we don't we seek out that comfort and we seek out that connection that we often take for granted in other circumstances, don't we? Yeah, that's so absolutely true, Ryan. And I think that's what we've really experienced on these calls because we usually have about 70, 70 people or so that are on this morning prayer and about forty five in the afternoon, and it's. It's amazing the sense of community that, that has occurred because we have that ability to connect uh, with one another, and it certainly makes us appreciative of uh, technology. Yeah. That, that... And people are gathering from Australia, Germany, all over the states. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. 
Yeah. So it's a world community. <laughs> yeah. It, it kind of makes me think, I mean, certainly there's no way to talk about what's going on with, with COVID-19 and, you know, certainly just the, the loss of life, the, the people who are sick. I mean, there's no way to, to talk about this anything other than, than a tragedy. But I, I do hope that maybe a small silver lining that comes out of this is that, you know, com- moving forward, whatever this new normal will be once we get beyond kind of this, this mm-hmm. acute period, that it will renew that sense of community that we're called to and, and can hopefully move us forward in a way where we can reclaim that in our lives in a much more powerful and, and, and direct way, because mm-hmm. I just, I hope that we have a memory of that, you know, that that's what, yes. that's ultimately what's going to sustain us through this. Yes. And I, one of the things that I've, I've thought about a lot is that the normal ways that we connect in person or being able to hug people, the people we love, all those things that have really kind of been different in these last weeks, but how in that it's, it's, called upon a deeper, to realize that we have a deeper connection that's beyond even physical presence with one another, that there is something deeper, that, that God's love is so deep in us that it allows us to connect in deep ways, even when we can't be physically present with another. Yeah. Well, and, and maybe that's a perfect segue to the next thing I wanted to ask both of you, which is, you know, I, I mentioned that the, the, the start of the segment that and I invited you on in the context of talking about care for God's creation. And, mm-hmm. you know, certainly that I know that's a big part of your order's charism. And and when we talk about connectedness, right, you know, that not only are we connected to one another, we're connected to God, but we are correct, yeah. connected to all of creation. So, yeah. um, you know, how what what have been some reflections that you all have had about about that aspect of your of your spirituality and your charism, especially in light of what all has been happening these days? Mm-hmm. Well, Kathy, I think you want to start. You want me to start, Pat? Go ahead. Sure. Okay. Uh, well, our spirituality, our charism is really uniting all neighbors with God and one another. And many years ago, we we really uh, broke that open to know that when we talk about the dear neighbor, which is what we talk about, that we don't mean just the human community, but we mean all of creation as, as the dear neighbor. And so we've been really um, about that that mission for, for many, many years. Actually, about 30 years ago, we really started delving into that more seriously. And so um, so it, it just really shapes how we pray and how we look at things by realizing that we really are one sacred community. And, and certainly something like what's happening now brings that to the fore. Yeah, yeah. And I even think about just how, like, in, in this situation where out of necessity, we've all kind of just had to press pause on everything, how even our, even our natural environment is, is responding in a very profound way. Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. was, I was just reading an article this morning that talked about how in Italy, fish have returned to canals Mm. in Venice because the activity has just come to a stop. And in places that we traditionally think of as having very significant air pollution, you know, the, the air quality has, has just dramatically improved. And it's, it's, again, it's, you know, we can't, we can't say that, that COVID-19 is like a good, a good thing by any stretch of the imagination, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's for me, it's really caused me to reflect on my gosh, like, you know, as someone who tries to be connected to these things, I still kind of forget, you know, and, and, you know, we just yeah. take, take as a given our, you know, just the busyness mm-hmm. of our lives and all of the things that come with it. Um, and I think the earth is, is saying something really profound to us in this moment as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think that Earth is really telling us something. Uh, In the late 80s, those who studied these things said, if humans got out of the way, the Earth could heal. And so we couldn't do that 
And so actually, this virus has forced us to get out of the way. Hmm. So all of creation could begin healing. Mm -hmm. And I was reading yesterday um, something, probably maybe in the same uh, source you were reading too, Ryan, but one of the the first line was something, Earth Earth is given a chance to breathe, has been given a chance to breathe a bit. Mm -hmm. And I was just, I was kind of with the paradox of, isn't this something, you know, this very virus that's kind of taking humans' breath away is actually giving breath back to the planet. And what what's what's God's invitation in, in that? Could we learn to breathe together? Can we learn to breathe and care for one another together so that everything has breath and life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, and I think a lot of times, again, it's how often do we get stuck in a very kind of scarcity mindset? We, we think of, oh, gosh, there's just not enough there's not enough time, there's not enough money, there's not enough resources to go around. And and in a situation where we need everybody on board if we're going to get through this, right? You know, we're all mm-hmm. in this together. And and certainly with the environmental crisis that we've been dealing with for a very long time, that's that's always been the case. But I think that one of the challenges we've had, right, is that there hasn't been the will to, to take decisive action, that it becomes such a politicized mm-hmm. issue. And and in this moment where we're going to need to think in a very big way about like how we how we continue to care for one another, I you know it just it kind of goes along with everything we've been saying, right? Is maybe there's an invitation to 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 start this conversation anew in a way that mm-hmm. that really is about yeah how we how we create a, a future that for for our, for ourselves, for our children, for our grandchildren, um, that that mm-hmm. really is a reflecting of our values and and who we want to be as a society. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the first time that I can remember that the whole world is called into the solidarity movement, Uh, truly a Lent, where we had to give up lots of what we would rather do in order to save the health of the planet. I mean, humans as well as the whole planet. It's kind of a, a cosmic Lent. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, and when you, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, Ryan, when you were talking, I was thinking of, you know, the, the, the scripture passage where Jesus said, I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. And so Jesus, I don't believe, was talking about just the human community, but I'm coming that all of life may flourish. You know, God's creation right. may flourish and that you may have life abundant. Yeah. I was just going to say too. Um, I think that this is this is certainly a Lent that I don't think any of us as Catholics will ever ever forget, and and probably no. not an Easter will a season will ever forget right. either. Um, and I think, gosh, you know what a what a rich tradition that we have to draw upon to to experience the Paschal mystery in, in a new way. Exactly. To um, you know, I even think about some of the. Uh, I mean, you know, certainly Lent. Lent is full of the, I think the very, we save the very best liturgical readings uh, of, of the, of the year. You know, I mean, just thinking about the, 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 the gospel of the last Sunday of the rise, yeah. uh, raising Lazarus from the dead. And, you know, you look mm-hmm. at a situation like that where, you know, we, we look at how Jesus, you know, takes a situation where it seems like all has been lost and, and through his, through his, you know, the, through his spirit, through God's love and grace, um, allows for something new to be born or something new to to come forth um, in a way mm-hmm. that you know people are, are are you know really struggling and so there's there's some really powerful 
lessons to be learned in the midst of this if we if we if we have ears to hear them. So, um, right, yeah, yeah, and even to recognize that that G, you know, when we're looking back at the reading from Sunday, that that Jesus wept, you know, to just that sense of knowing that what's happening, what's what's happening to us in the world right now, and what is is oftentimes happening to our planet that. To, to know that Jesus is weeping about that, you know, that because the love is so deep, and so it brings us to this place of vulnerability. And I think if we can embrace that vulnerability, we can see um, we can see that new life can emerge from that. Indeed. Well, I see that we are up uh, to our very last break for yeah. the hour, so we're going to take a quick break, and then I would love to come back and continue this conversation with both of you. Thank you. Okay. All right. Stay Great. With us. Are you an attorney who's retired or semi-retired from your practice? Catholic Charities welcomes your expertise. Whether it's a dispute with a landlord, a concern about possibly being the victim of a scam, or an issue regarding family law, clients can feel alone in the complex legal system, especially if they are unable to afford an attorney. Our volunteer attorneys answer our legal advice line, offer one-hour consultations, and conduct legal seminars. They're dedicated to informing and empowering low-income individuals as they navigate civil law issues affecting their lives. Come in when your schedule permits and share your knowledge with grateful clients. To learn more about this rewarding volunteer program, please call 312-948-6821. That's 312-948-6821. Thank you for considering Catholic Charities Legal Assistance Team. This Lent, you are invited to participate in CRS Rice Bowl, the Catholic Relief Service's Lenten Faith in Action program. CRS Rice Bowl provides the opportunity to live out the Lenten practices of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, while lifting up the stories of our brothers and sisters overseas. 75% of funds raised through your generous donations will support CRS programs around the world, while the remaining 25% will fund Rice Bowl grants for local programs here in the Archdiocese of Chicago. To learn more about current Rice Bowl grantees and to access CRS Rice Bowl resources such as stories of hope, videos, and meatless meal recipes, visit archchicago.org slash CRS. Thanks for staying with us on Fully Alive this morning, the radio program of the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity for the Archdiocese of Chicago. This is Ryan Lentz, the director of the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity, talking with Sister Pat and Sister Kathy from the Congregation of the Sisters of St. Joseph. And uh, ladies, I know we, we talked a little bit about, um, about Earth Day, and I guess just in light of everything that we've been talking about, you know, we have the 50th anniversary of Earth Day coming up in three weeks on Wednesday. That's great. Uh, April the 22nd, and it's probably going to be an Earth Day unlike any other that (laughs) (laughs) that we have any memory of. Um, Right. You know, folks who may may not know, there's been a number of these uh, youth-led climate marches that have happened all around the world. This is inspired by uh, the the teenager Greta Thunberg, um, who um, in Europe, you know, kind of started this this movement, and, you know, it's been a very grassroots uh, initiative. Um, and so there's been a number of um, of events that have happened in Chicago, and the next one had been planned for Earth Day. Uh, we were going to be gathering in Earth and um, in 
uh, Grant Park uh, downtown. Uh, we were actually going to do a, a prayer service there at 10 o'clock and then march uh, to the Field Museum um, along uh, Columbus Drive. Well, given uh, our social distancing uh, guidelines, that, that clearly isn't going to be uh, a possibility now. Um, but as we've talked about, right, um, the beautiful, I guess, kind of silver lining that comes out of this reality is that we're finding ways to connect virtually. And so we are still going to do a prayer service on Earth Day um, to mark the occasion and, and to pray together and to pray for, for uh, God's creation. And so um, delighted that I've had the opportunity to, to be in a couple of meetings to talk with bo- both of you about uh, planning for this. So I guess what are the two of you most excited about in terms of this opportunity for this year? Well, one of the, one of the things is we think we'll be able to gather even more people because it will be a virtual prayer. So we're using this um, as an opportunity. We'll be gathering with all the campus ministers of the colleges, and they'll be involved in the planning, which will involve art, music, dance, prayer, reflection, community building, advocacy, and we're pretty excited about it. Yeah, it's gonna. I, I I think you're absolutely right because not everybody would have had the luxury to to leave work uh, at ten o'clock in the morning on a on a weekday, and uh, and we're in a situation now where it's like I, I it's kind of a it's kind of a you know dark humor I guess, but like you know when when someone says, "Hey, are you free to talk at six o'clock?" It's like, well, it turns <laughs> out my calendar has uh, has opened up. So that's right. <laughs> So maybe there's a yeah a wonderful uh, a wonderful invitation here to uh, to participate and to contribute uh, to to this movement in a way that will uh, be new and and as you said uh, advocacy will be a part of it. We have a, a few mm-hmm. different um, you know mm-hmm. efforts that we're tracking that people will have the opportunity to to sign a, a digital letter or if they want to you know take it upon themselves to write a letter to their their um, their congress member um, they they can do that. Um, yeah, and and Kathy, I know that you you are a composer and a musician, yeah. and so um, mm-hmm. I know you you naturally kind of bring that gift of music to to various um, areas of advocacy in your life. Um, mm-hmm. uh, can you talk a little bit about um, that? Because I know you you were able to lend your your beautiful voice and some of your music to a, a gathering that we had back in September. Yes, right. Thank you. Yes, right. And I've I've been writing music for a long time, and uh, it's very important to me to to create music that uh, connects with justice issues and what's going on. And also, as far as uh, years ago, in 19, I believe it was 1986, uh, the Catholic schools theme that year was Catholic schools touch the future. And it's when I wrote a song called Touch the Earth. So that's like, what, 30, 34 years ago already. <laughs> um, but I think it, it's, it's the music that I write really is to help people uh, see and recognize the sacredness uh, of, of everything, that God is present in everything, even in the most difficult things, as well as in the greatest joys. And so uh, so music is just another way to, it's another language, and I think music sometimes allows people to take things into a deeper place within uh, than just a spoken word sometimes. And so it, it gives me great joy, and I have a great passion for writing and, and making God accessible through music. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, and, you know, I know mo- both of you mentioned that care for God's creation is, is an integral part to, um, to the Sisters of St. Joseph. Um, Sister Pat, I know that, that your location um, out in LaGrange has, has done some really creative things around um, addressing um, kind of your ecological footprint and, and being more sustainable. Would you be willing to, to say a word or two about right. that? 
I would. We recognized that our buildings, uh, the old infrastructure, was really producing a lot of carbon output. And so we had made a promise to risk our lives and our resources in order to address the hungers of the world. And climate change is indeed a hunger of the world to get that addressed. And so we have built um, a new assisted care in LaGrange, in Cleveland, in Wichita, Kansas, and in Kalamazoo. And so their lead gold um, designed to lead gold standards. And when we took down our old buildings, we didn't demolish them. We deconstructed. So every brick, every piece of wood, everything that we could take from those buildings went to Habitat and other agencies to build homes for the poor. Um, so we've got a lot of things in that building, in all four of the buildings, that helped to make it lead gold, including partly solar-powered. That's incredible. I, I don't know if I shared with you, when because you, you were kind enough to, to give me a little tour um, uh, last fall of, of the facility. Um, back in a previous life, I, I actually was a landscape architect and, uh, and, 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 and did lead projects uh, for a period of time. So it's like, it's, it's kind of funny how this has all kind of come full circle yeah. around and, <laughs> well, yeah. and, uh, and you know, it's, it's exciting that that's uh, that's a program that continues to just gain, gain momentum as we go. And that more and more, and especially connecting it to our, our, our communities of faith that are, are really stepping up to that challenge and, um, and, and looking right. at how they can be better stewards of their resources. Yeah, one of the I, things, just to say real quickly, uh, Ryan, what I, I one of the things that really excites me about the, the Archdiocese being uh, doing this prayer, this prayer together, is that I, I, I feel that we need to make that connection between faith and those kinds of issues, those justice issues, and to be very bold about it, because I believe that they really are connected. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm very excited that that we as the Archdiocese of Chicago are doing that. Right. And what I wanted to say, Ryan, part of the challenge is living in a way that reflects what we did with the building. So if our spirituality really says that we reverence creation, it affects what we eat, uh, what we buy, how we live our everyday And that's been a little bit of a challenge to invite the people who come into our building into an alternate lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, and I think that that's, it's probably something that, you know, when we look at the span of, of human history, right. You know, I think that it's, it's kind of more of a, uh, uh, more of a an aberration, right? That you know we have just we have these modern conveniences where we don't mm-hmm. give any thought about where the food that we eat, right. um, where it comes from, who you mm-hmm. know who had a hand in, in in preparing it or or cultivating it or or processing it. And certainly, once we're done with it, we don't have any thought about how that impacts you know kind of where where it goes and and what exactly. communities have to deal with it. And so. Um, it kind of, yeah, it goes back to, it's just that relationship with, with all of creation, including all people. Right. 
Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And, and in, in, in our last, uh, when we had our last chapter uh, that sets forth our, our, our mission or our direction for the next several years, we called it our sacred work. And, and one of the things that we said in that was that we recognized the crisis of humanity and the crisis of Earth are intertwined and that this worldview of integral ecology is what impels us towards an intentional and fuller way of living, you know, the world. And I think that goes right along with what Dato C. Exactly. Um, the, mm-hmm. What Pope Francis is calling us to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we talk about Laudato Si being a, an, an encyclical about the environment, but it's really, yeah, it gets back to that integral ecology piece, which you yes. said, you know, it, it connects our economics, it connects our social life, right. it connects our spiritual mm-hmm. life. Um, well, yes. the coronavirus is bringing this to light. Indeed, indeed. Well, yeah. I wanted to mention that um, we are going to be posting additional resources on our website. If you go to archchicago.org slash creation, that's where all of the uh, virtual Earth Day uh, prayer service materials will be. Um, th- we also have a tiny URL for those who know what that is. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> tinyurl.com slash virtual Earth Day 2020. Um, so uh, that's that's another place you can find a, a place to sign up, and uh, we'll be sending out a link. We're going to be doing this uh, virtual Earth Day prayer service over Zoom, um, and uh, more details will be coming. Um, Sister Kathy, Sister Pat, I want to just thank you both so much for uh, for joining us, for the wonderful witness that they you offer to you know living out your faith and your charism, and uh, and for being partners with us on this wonderful initiative. And we want to thank you so much for inviting us for all you're doing. Honored to be a part. Absolutely, absolutely. So again, thanks again to Sister Kathy, Sister Pat from the Congregation of the Sisters of St. Joseph. I also want to thank our guests from the first half of the show, uh, Noreen Russo and Andrew McKernan from Catholic Charities. Uh, Additional thanks to Michael May, who produced and engineered our show today. I also want to mention that you can visit archchicago.org slash coronavirus. Uh, That is kind of our landing page for all things um, related to um, how uh, the Archdiocese is responding to COVID-19 in terms of virtual um, live stream masses, um, ways to get connected to resources, um, things that you can do with your family or at home. Um, Also, uh, visit catholiccharities.net if you are in need of resources yourself, if you would like to volunteer, if you'd like to give financially. You've been listening to Fully Alive, the radio program of the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity. You can check out the archives of our show online at radiotv.archchicago.org. And if you have any questions for us or comments or would like to give suggestions for future content on this radio program, please email us at ohds at archchicago.org. On behalf of all of us from the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity, my name is Ryan Lentz. Please stay safe and healthy, everyone. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media. Oh, man.